0: So. I'm back. <laughs> All, All right. right. How's your How's your pee? I feel so much better. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Very excited.
1: Yo, it's Elder Geek, and you're listening to Elder Speak, the podcast for the lead. Take a listen and have a seat. It. It's the best podcast out there. There ain't no choice. You're gonna get seduced by Rant's oh. buttery voice. voice. Mod's coming at you, going for that Viking kill. Keep the ladies up all night talking about Silent Hill. Then we got Patrick. Next part of the song They'll own you so bad You'll feel (laughs) historically wrong (laughs) Gavin ain't a buster His money never gets spent He'll return his laptop And then he'll pay his rent Then we got Dan And he must confess He ain't no Nintendo fanboy But he's got 3DS Coming up next is Elliot And he's got a lot to say Make some videos And play Shin Megatron Tensei Tensei. Robin ain't no commie He'll get the ladies to bed The only socialist thing about him Is he loves Pokemon Pokemon Red Red. The latest member of the crew Showing up a little late This guy ain't dog he's a dog Dog on me. yo it's elder geek and you listening to elder speak the podcast for the lead so take a listen and have a seat 20th episode, Spectacular!
2: Alright, welcome to Elder Speak everyone, this is episode 20. uh, Yeah! Yeah. Woohoo! And you probably just heard an awesome intro by Kip, who's also here today. That's right, I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's when you say hello And uh, and for the second time we actually have Nate as well Hello hey. uh, So we're doing a new thing We're trying to introduce the, um, the Topics of the show before we actually Start off so you guys will know if you want to listen to Or not obviously you should listen to anyway Just because we're awesome but uh, either way, uh, here we go. Uh, as usual, we'll list uh, the games we've been playing, and I'm sure we have some interesting titles in there. Uh, we go through the news, which is uh, kind of spe- spectacular this week. We have a lot of uh, of uh, good news uh, this week. Uh, but most importantly, importantly, we go through the question of the week, as always. Uh, this week, we actually do uh, what we call 2D versus 3D gaming. And uh, what we mean by that is... Uh, in light of all the recent 2D games that are kind of awesome, that have come out in recent t- times, uh, we sort of want to compare the two and, and discuss the differences while, while sort of, um, um, uh, well, yeah, comparing their quality and if, if, if it's really necessary uh, anymore to, to sort of distinguish the two as much. Um, and so, yeah, let's just uh, get right into it. Uh, Kip, uh, what have you been playing this week, man?
3: I have been playing uh, Assassin's Creed. And I want to know when that game gets good. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know. I know you guys all love it. And I, I'm three. I'm three kills in right now. And I, I dude I. I'm really having. I'm trying to keep an open mind, but almost every time I play, I'm kind of like, I really want to put this down and stop playing. Because <laughs> okay, let me tell you why. Like I'm not. I'm not just fanboying it straight up. Okay, the primary action button, being like, bowing, like, your head pisses me off, like, just to no end. And then also, like, the like, it's it's almost, like, random whether or not the guys, like, pay attention to you. There's times where I'll just be walking normal with, like, my head bowed down and stuff, and all of a sudden the guard will be like, hey, what you, I'm going to kill you. Don't do that. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, I'm not doing anything. I'm riding my horse. Like, just...
2: Yeah, uh... As far as I can tell, that actually has to do with the heat. So if you've actually uh, committed an assassination in that region lately, they'll be more on the lookout for you. But uh, I just, uh, I guess if if you if you don't like it, you should just quit. I mean,
0: yeah, uh, it's kind of the same thing over and over again.
2: Yeah, if you don't
0: like it now, you're not going to like it at the end.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, other people. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, other Uh, people. Other people uh, on Elder Geek, especially me and Randy, love it to death, and and I think Patrick as well, actually. But, uh, I mean, if it's not your cup of tea, then it's not your cup of tea, and and, and don't let us sort of force you to play the game. Uh, I played it all
0: the way through and thought it was
2: alright. But I'll say this. uh,
3: The best part of the game is... I think you're overemphasizing you guys' influence on me. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it because of that. I'm doing it because it's a, it's a game that I think I should play, you know, as a gamer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is like, I, I want to know what you guys love about it. Like, yes. I'm, not, I'm not doing that to, for argument's sake. I really want to know because I'm really having a hard time seeing anything, like, really good about this game. And I know a lot of other gamers really like it. So I, I want from people who like it what they like about it.
2: Well, for me personally, the best part is definitely the story, uh, especially towards the end. Um, it's the kind of thing you could you could go and and research and find out. Oh, uh, they're actually pretty right about this. Or oh, this actually happened, and and you know, it's it's really interesting, and and uh, and it sort of uh, plays to my personality a lot with uh, with the whole religious uh, political views of the game. Um, <laughs> So, so for me, that's the big part. But I, I also really like the combat, uh, uh just because it sort of makes you feel like this, this killing machine, this fluid uh, assassin. you,
0: and and you know it, what, the combat reminded me of. Did you ever play like the really old Prince of Persia? The I'm talking like really, really yeah. old. The yeah, the 2D you ones. Yeah, the sword fights. Yeah. And you had to like time the sword to clash it and stuff. That's what it reminded me of. I thought that was fun because of that.
2: Yeah, uh, you're, you're pretty.
0: That's a pretty good point actually uh, i didn 't
2: really think um,
3: doesn 't it I mean once you learn the counter kill, I think you even said this like two weeks ago Mats. like mm. once you learn the counter kill doesn 't it basically become like a baby 's game? Well, it does in terms of difficulty, but if you think about it, it doesn 't really make
2: sense for it to be that hard. This guy's a pro, uh, yeah. but I mean not to use that as an excuse, yes, it gets a bit too easy. Uh, but not necessarily boring easy just sort of satisfying
0: i viewed it as more of playing through a story than being in a fighting game yeah yeah my favorite I, I part guess... of that game was killing somebody in a crowd the whole crowd just runs screaming from you i th- i just i loved that part that cracked me up <laughs> Actually when I finished the game I would constantly go back to it. I, I think I even went
2: back to it a few months ago and uh, and just sort of walked around the cities so absorbing the life and just then just taking it. Uh, and, and killing people in the street wow. one after the other.
0: So that's, <laughs>
3: that's like, a word.
0: like a on your profile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Absorbing life then taking it. <laughs> taking it. Um but you know, at the same time though, I think that brings up an interesting question that about gaming in general, just that Hey, maybe this should be next week's topic of discussion. Can gameplay be, um, neglected if, it, if the story is good enough? Because to me, being like a superhero god who can kill anybody isn't like, isn't a game I want to play. Although it does fit in that story. And it may, in order for the story to continue and be as awesome as it is in Assassin's Creed, like, you have to do that. And so mm. uh, I think that brings up an interesting question. Well, I think that's the... That's why Superman games never seem
2: to work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because you can't be invulnerable. Uh, but then again, Superman has never been a good story. At least mm-hmm. in my opinion, I'm sure there's some sort of Superman fanboy out there. Out there, but I
0: am a Superman fan, and there's some good stories, but they're not all good. Yeah. Okay. The one, the ones that make it to like the general public, if you don't read the comic books, the ones that make it to the general public usually aren't that special.
2: Yeah, I don't read the comic books, so I guess I can't comment on it that well.
0: Um, there are there are some good comic books out there with some pretty heavy stories.
3: Cool. Well, and I mean the core the, at the core of Superman, it's still a pretty cool story that in you know like the really the the basic of Superman is that in real life he's like this weakling who's shy and can't get the girl he loves, but in his superhero life he, he's a superhero that's in, unstoppable. And I mean that relates to geeks everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Well, yeah, I play the, video games. The Lonely Lucifer <laughs> <part>, at least. <laughs> well, no, and I mean that that the, in your geek world, you're like a superhero. Oh, yeah, you know what sure. You I mean? Like, yeah. very knowledgeable, that makes you powerful, blah, 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 blah. That's that's what video games are about. Same thing with Peter Parker, you know?
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but, but back to the point. Um, I mean, Silent Hill has never had good gameplay. I love it to death. It's one of my favorite series. Um, so... I definitely think that story can can win over. I, I think I even mentioned this in a comment recently on, on, on the forums, uh, that I'll play a good game or a bad game for a good story any day, but I won't necessarily do it the other way around. Well, uh, that
0: might be a, a conversation for a whole other podcast. Yeah. I mean, that could be a whole argument. So, but... um.
2: But in, t- in terms of Assassin's Creed, I do think it has some has some fun gameplay. I think the climbing in that game is just entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the not, animations
0: were really good.
2: Yeah, it it's not difficult, no. But I mean, it's it's fluid, it's dynamic, it's it's really nice to watch. And some of my buddies actually think that uh, Assassin's Creed is a great game. They've never played it, but they love the game. So that should say <laughs> something, I guess. Um, <laughs>
3: So well, I know, I think I think that's the uh, I think that is the story with Assassin's Creed a lot of times because I find the most difficult parts of the game have nothing to do with like the story at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, hey, map is really confusing right now, so I don't know where I'm going." Or another part is like, "Oh, I'm having trouble like my, like I'm having like clipping errors trying to climb this tower and it won't let me climb to the right part." Like, those are the parts I'm finding that are, like, so frustrating in the game is that it's just not reactive, or I'll try to jump to something and it'll bring me somewhere else. Or, like, I don't know, and I just think, like, the concept of it also is a little silly that, like, okay, the AI is, like, smart enough that they can detect me when I'm just, like, walking by, even though I'm pretending to be a monk, but they don't see me sit on a bench,
0: yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> like, they, were, they, hmm. they took some liberties with it. I mean, you can actually kill someone, run around the corner, and then like do the whole praying thing, and they just run by. No, no, at no, you.
2: dude. You can kill someone with the with the hidden blade, and then do the praying
3: thing fractions of a second later, and they won't yeah. notice you. But, yeah. but that's the cool thing. I think that's cool. That makes sense to me. That you could kill somebody that quick and then just like keep and they get lost in the crowd. That's the appeal of the game. What's stupid is. I'm bringing out my giant broadsword. I slash guy across the chest. Guards chase me. I go around a corner. I sit on a bench, and they run by. Like that. <laughs> well, like the, I the, mean, the, the the point of the game is like silently killing. That's what an assassin does.
2: Uh, uh I mean, well, it's it's yeah, just it's, to the point actually,
0: where if they didn't do something like that, are you really ever gonna have fun when they're always able to see you? You need some way to hide, I guess. The bench is a little much, but at least there was the haystacks.
1: No, <laughs> the haystacks. Oh, no! the
3: haystacks are even worse. Like that's like but- a cartoon. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but you can dive into it, and yeah, at least then they couldn't see you, per se.
3: I Physics, on one, you can't jump a hundred feet into a haystack <laughs> and survive. That just doesn't... <laughs> yeah. You get okay, here, here's the other thing, though. It's like, I'm totally cool with the haystack. Like, that could be a place to hide. It's just that it is every place to hide. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, like, they only came up with three ways to hide. Haystack, pointless tent on top of a building... Or... <laughs> bench. Or... Or Bench. They they could have thrown, like, six more things in it. I think it would have been totally realistic. You know so what I mean? Probably just put put a couple alleys that are dark in there. You know what I mean? They will, think, they will apparently, in the, in the second ones.
0: Yeah. They're working on that. Because a lot of Assassin's Creed, it really is the same stuff going over and over again.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll definitely say that it's a repetitive game. Um... No doubt about that, uh, but I do think uh, the story and, and some of the gameplay make up for it. Um, but uh, you said uh, that's what an assassin do. You have to also remember that these aren't the standard assassins. These are actually based on the on the real group that existed in those days called Hashashins in Arabic. Yeah. And they were warriors. They, they call themselves uh, Hashashins because they did use stealthy methods once in a while, but they were primarily warriors. Uh, mm-hmm. They were a warrior clan and and um so they are basically soldiers with uh with a few th- yeah. tricks up their sleeves mm-hmm. interesting and and
3: i no, and i think th- I, I mean i know I knew about that too, but at the same time i mean if you 're going to merge me into that environment, I mean you need a better line than <laughs> oh yeah, we have a machine that uh we actually have a machine that fixes the dialogue for you huh. <laughs> like that was like the actual explanation for why they talked like from nowadays. You know, that's like, uh, have you guys ever seen Thank You for Smoking? That's like when the guy's like, oh, well, why can't we have cigarettes in space? It's like, oh, all oxygen environment. And then the guy's just like, oh, we'll just say we invented the uh blah, blah, blah. And, that, and then, yeah. then we can smoke in space.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, it's so. just a game. It's not going to be accurate.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, I mean. <laughs> Which, that's the problem with Mats' argument, though, from the beginning, is that he likes it because it is accurate. So I, I'm, I thought I'm he gonna,
0: said you
2: liked the story. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, nothing in that game is 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 theoretically impossible. So just because we don't have the technology, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist uh, or couldn't exist. Um, it's not. It's not. It's not something that that would. What about what about jumping into haystacks? Oh yeah. Oh, theoretically impossible well, five we, seconds ago. Oh yeah. Actually, <laughs> that, that's a very good. Probably
0: point, yeah. move on from this. <laughs> Yeah. Kiff, <laughs> Kiff, you win. You got me there. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Uh,
3: um, uh, have you been playing anything else you want to mention? Mm-mm. I've just been playing that and, uh, uh, that's basically it. So, I've okay. been, uh, had a tough week. So. <laughs> okay,
2: Nate, how about you?
0: I've been playing, um uh, some T- Fortress 2. A lot, actually. I got some buddies that I play that with. And I haven't had much time to work, play much any other things. I've been going back to Left 4 Dead every now and then because they've been releasing these updates to it. They released an update to make you think that they have a server browser in it, but all it does is tell you who's playing what map, and but it doesn't let you choose what game you can join. So I was disappointed in that. Hmm. But I go through and I play it, and I still can't imagine spending 40 more dollars for Left 4 Dead 2. So yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out cuz it's fun but it's not it's I'm kind of burnt out.
2: So do you agree with me on this? Uh, have you had more fun with Killing Floor?
0: Uh no, not really to be honest. I thought Killing Floor was fun but I think I like Left 4 Dead better.
2: Yeah, uh, see, to me, I kind of uh, skew towards, uh, uh, towards killing floor just because it's, it seems to be a more more sort, sort of uh, easy, fun, easy listening kind of game where you can just sort of uh, zone out and kill stuff. Uh, you don't really have to think about it that much. Um, so I I don't know I I guess I had a little more fun with that. Uh, I do still like Left 4 Dead but every time I want to play a zombie zombie
0: killing game I find myself going back to killing pro instead. Um well, but, see, with uh, Left 4 Dead I like being the zombies. I don't really care much the hmm. killing zombies okay but I like playing versus online and being the zombie and taking people out that's fun. Yeah,
2: good point. Um yeah, with Left 4 Dead too I don't really see what they could do that drastically changes it that much. Yeah. So, to be worth the money, I mean, but yeah. yeah moving on, um, I've actually been playing some uh, some Call of Duty once again, uh, Call of Duty Four. Um, I have to say one thing I really I'm really starting to notice now that I have a re- roommate and everything is when we want to play a game together. Um, that's not land, That's actually with other people. It's impossible because you can't sort of join the same game as your friends. You you don't know how. Um, the only way is that you can compare map names, but even even finding the same map or or the same server, I guess, is just uh, impossible because you know there's so many of them and there's so many games, and, uh, so many so many different sounding names and so many uh, alike sounding names. So when you when you actually try to search the server, when you refresh you can sort it between you know names or uh, how many people are playing or what maps it it's on but even then uh, if you don't refresh at, at the exact same time as your buddy, then you might get a totally different um, totally different um, uh, type I, I mean the list might be sorted different differently just because uh, maybe one player dropped uh, from the game so that he um so it's it's you know one less player in the game. So if you started off with of that, then you can't all of a sudden you can't find it at the same spot. So you have to look through almost a uh, I think it's thirteen thousand servers to find what the game same. What game are you talking about? <laughs> Call of Duty four. Oh, oh Modern Call of Duty. Warfare. Yeah, Modern Warfare. Yeah. Uh. I, I mean, it's uh, it's a really great game and all that, but they and and for all the 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 praise they get from uh, from their multiplayer, they really need to fix that. So. They could
0: use a buddy list of some kind, yeah. Yeah. So, um...
3: Well, and how about, how about this? Just... You you can plug in two controllers and then play together online. Well, I mean, how terrible... How no, possible this, is that? This is on PC. Oh,
0: you know what you could oh. do, though, mods? Oh, okay. Uh, X-Fire. Doesn't Call of Duty 4... Doesn't X-Fire support Call of Duty 4? I have no idea. I actually haven't tried that. Yeah, oh, okay. Xfire. I used to use that all the time. I haven't since I've been playing more Steam games lately. Oh, so but, you can't uh, use
2: that when you bought the game on Steam?
0: You can. I mean, you can start it so that you can use the Steam overlay, but it won't show what server you're in. No, yes, yeah, no. because cause both of us bought the game on Steam, so that doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't.
2: No, I. If you, I mean, if you can't see what server you're on, then it wouldn't, would it?
0: Well, I I I didn't know because I don't have the Steam version of it, but I thought maybe the buddy the buddy list uh, in Steam would tell you what. No, server... yeah,
2: yeah, but you can't join the game. It it doesn't tell you what server your friends are. It just tells you that
0: your friends are playing Call of Duty Four. Oh well, I'd give X-Fire a try then, because their whole claim to fame was that you can see your buddies what they're playing and you can join the server they're in.
2: Oh okay, cool. I'll have to try that one. Um, other than that, I've been playing some uh, some 2 day games that we'll talk about in the question of the week, um, and I've been playing a bit, um, Gran Turismo 5, uh, Prologue, and that's as great as ever, uh, I'm starting to really notice that the lack of cars and tracks right now, because I've played it so much, in the mm. beginning I was kind of, oh, you know, this is enough, I don't really need a GT5 in a while, but now I'm starting to think that, yeah, I, I can't wait, and, um, I'm really looking forward to the full
0: version. Version. I was never into the Gran Turismo series. I couldn't get into the simulation type of stuff. Yeah. yeah it, cause, go ahead.
3: Because you're not European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Japanese. Pretty much sums it up. Yeah, or Japanese. Yeah.
2: Uh yeah, we have a car car culture here that um that's not quite the same as yours. Um, but um. Uh, I, I, it was hard to get into at first When I first played it I, I think I played the second one first And it was definitely not something I was used Because I played, you know, the arcade kind of stuff uh, But um, Once you really get into it I mean, you really get into it You start to tune the cars. You start to really... Uh, Sort of uh I mean way before I could drive i had uh, so, some sort of brand loyalty just because of uh, gran Turismo with the with the different uh, car brands so mm-hmm. uh, it's uh it's kind of special to me yeah cool um but yeah, let's move on to the news unless you guys have something else to add no oh, the news the news yeah. uh <laughs> so starting off snow
3: leopard is now out from apple uh Kip yeah. Know? You have some comments about that? Oh, I have all kinds of comments. So <clears throat> I'm literally holding it in my hand right now, and I'm awesome. pretty excited about it. First of all, it's uh basically a more efficient version version of Leopard, and it's only $29 to upgrade. And if you didn't buy Leopard for $129 or whatever it was originally, um, you can upgrade straight from Tiger to Leopard for $29, which is amazing. I mean, that's like – if you compare that to Windows – Going from XP to Windows seven is going to cost you over a hundred dollars, so I think that's pretty cool uh, when you install it on your system it it actually takes off seven gigs. You actually free up seven gigs when you install the new operating system, which is wow. I think really really cool yeah mm. um I'll just read some of the other features it's a they got a better finder um, new look for expose and stacks. Is pretty cool. Uh, you can you could, they have a program called Time Machine for Mac that allows you to back things up. You back up your backups are now 80% faster than they huh. used to be. So yeah, it used to take like an hour and a half to back up your computer, maybe even two hours. Now we're looking at like 10-15 minutes, which is amazing. Is um, it, the computer wakes up twice as fast and shuts on twice as fast, literally two times faster. Uh, 50% faster installation. 7 gigs freed up. It comes with QuickTime Pro, which is pretty cool, and a brand new QuickTime, QuickTime 10. Uh, you can do chi- You can draw Chinese characters into it rather than having to like phonetically type them out. Uh, more reliable, high- uh, higher resolution iChat. Uh, the right service. Uh, um, automatic time zone setup, so wherever you bring your computer, it automatically sets the time. Uh, lots of little stuff like that automatic printer updates and everything like that easy pdf selection and then ah uh, the the coolest thing is safari now can bring up um like 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 web pages at once and you can look at them all at the exact same time which uh, i think is
2: really really cool wait so so so, so like the tabs in in in
3: no, firefox and you, stuff no like it'll it'll make your entire screen the the websites like you'll oh, have okay. like yeah so you'll you'll have like little uh 2 inch windows and you can look at like a ton of websites all at the exact same time so if just say when you start up your computer you have safari set to pop up It'll pop up, and then all your websites will be there at once. And if you want to, you're like, "Oh, I really want to see what's on Elder Geek." You can just click on that; it'll it'll come f- forward to the screen. So that's the main thing. And then you click again, it'll go back. And so it makes scrolling through your websites like really, really, really fast. So do they uh, update dynamically then? So even though you're not
2: there doing it, they sort of update. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Because I could so, see that
3: working as a nice screensaver almost. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool. Like, I mean. It's uh, it's pretty much, you know, I'm really into it, and I'm I'm right after the podcast, I'm installing it. I'm pretty excited, so I would recommend anybody out there who has Tiger or Leopard to download it, and it's just faster. It moves faster overall. I mean, it's a more efficient version of Leopard. So. Hmm. And it's twenty nine bucks, did you say? Twenty nine dollars. See that's versus win- Windows Seven is how much? I mean, three hundred dollars for some versions of it. Yeah. I don't know what ridiculous. it'll
0: be. They had a ridiculous. sale going on. Uh, it's over now, but certain vendors, you could get it for 50 bucks if you pre-ordered the upgrade version. Yeah. yeah. But that's since <laughs> that's
3: closed.
2: Yeah, it's mm. it's probably because of Windows 7. Uh, I mean, Windows 7, I think we had a story about it costing 250 or something. And, yeah, uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, and I'm going to end up getting
0: ridiculous. the OEM version of it, whatever that'll end up being. mm.
2: Um, moving right along, um, the Xbox 360 Elite is now actually 299, so they they uh, they decreased the price by 100 bucks. Uh, sadly though, or I guess not, uh, the Pro model is discontinued, uh, which used to cost 299. Um, mm-hmm. so that doesn't exist anymore, except for the the uh, the ones left in the stores. Uh, but. But this basically means that you for now have only the the uh, arcade and the elite model. Um also the three sixty elite package is now missing the H D cable, so you don't have component cables in the box anymore, you just have standard VGA cables.
0: Now that uh, makes no sense at all.
2: Yeah, I just I'm yeah, baffled don't by understand this decision. So this means that you purchase an H D system that can't play H D initially out of the box. It
0: it just well, doesn't that's... make sense. They're, that's I guess that's how they're getting away with the price drop because they're gonna charge you like fifty bucks for the cables or something.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, if you if you do have an HDMI input in the TV, which means which would mean that it's a full HD TV and not just an HD ready TV, mm-hmm. then then that means uh, I mean an HDMI cable can be pretty cheap. It can be like five to ten bucks, uh, no problem. But if you if you're gonna use the component cables then uh, Xbox actually requires special ones that fit into the Xbox slot, and that costs, mm, yeah. costs fi- 50 bucks. So, Yeah. To those of you that have to use the component cables, that's only a $50 price drop instead of a $100 price yeah. drop.
3: And also, yeah, like you know to. what? It's it, it's the story, story of Xbox, man. The price looks like it's cheap, and then they nickel and dime you. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's but the story of Xbox right there. Anything?
2: No, the PS3 I, has com- component cables.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I meant
2: you gotta buy, it.
3: You got, Well, I mean, I don't have to. I don't have to pay for online. I don't have to pay for batteries for my controller, and I don't have to pay for uh, a hard drive. A, a, a hard drive, and I don't have to pay for the cables. So, kind of. I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. I actually. I'm not trying to defend Xbox because I ended up selling mine because I ended up hating it. <laughs> But yeah. that's that's oh, for many of the issues you were just describing there with the everything costing so much money. I just got so mad about how everything was charging me, so I just got rid of it. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I know by all means, I'm loving my Xbox right now, uh, playing it a lot right now. So. I mean it's still a great system and all that and has good online that you do pay for yes but uh it's definitely a better uh a better software system the the interface is a lot more uh, streamlined and uh, and pre- presents a much uh, a lot more information
0: uh even as though long I do it have a- burn up hmm? as long as it doesn't burn up give you the red rings of death
2: yeah exactly yeah. and um and yeah they like, they need to stop doing this they need to stop uh segmenting the audience just include yeah. everything everyone would ever need uh and yeah. i really hope that once they bring it all out that they'll actually include it in the box and and uh in some sort of package you know cuz you need to stop doing this you need to stop uh, cuz you know think of the game developers when they make a game they have to take all of this into account and and you know recently people have stopped uh, customizing games for sdtvs so that you'll have uh, menus that you can't read on SD TV and stuff, and this is just a horrible idea from them, and I, I just don't understand it. Mm.
3: Well, see, and and my problem isn't that I that I have a big problem with the Xbox or something like that, but my, my problem is that I wish they would just include the stuff in the box and charge fifty dollars more. Mm. You know what I mean? Give me give me the cables, give me the hard drive, blah 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 blah, and just you know tell me what i literally give me what i'm gonna have to buy anyway so i can save a couple trips to the store mm. you know, like it's just a joke like it's like it's so much cheaper but for any person you're gonna need wi-fi you're gonna need all those different things that i named off i wish those were just in the box you know uh, and
2: and so. let's not forget here that i mean their uh peripherals peripherals and accessories are ridiculously overpriced the oh, wi-fi yeah. costs um i think 80 bucks and yeah. and the hard drives cost like 120 or something, uh, and in reality they would cost for that size it would cost 15 bucks, you know, 15 mm. 20 bucks. So it's just s- stupid. Um, yeah. But they can get away with it because they have a monopoly on that stuff. No one else mm. can produce it because it wouldn't fit into the console.
0: So. That's the one thing that I really liked about the PS3 is just how much leeway they give to the user. You can hook up any keyboard or you can input any hard drive you want that'll fit. and mm. They just let you customize it more. Yeah. But yeah. I'm all about the PC for the most part, so I like being able to customize everything.
2: Yep. <laughs> um, also... Um, Sony seems to be sort of uh, uh trying out a new new tactic here. They they actually um, they're actually going to publish Dirt 2 in all pal, PAL regions uh so in Europe, uh, you know, New Zealand, Australia, um South Africa I think as well. Um but that basically means that instead of Codemasters, uh they'll actually publish the PSP and PS3 versions of the game. Uh which I guess they're doing to make money from the sales of the game. Um but they also did this with uh, with Atari's Ghostbusters. So, uh, I mean, do you guys see this as a, as a future for Sony uh, or or other uh, platform holders sort of taking over the publishing parts of uh, of their games to make more money?
0: Well, I guess it makes yeah. sense. They yeah. give them a bigger chunk of the pie to do it. Mm.
3: But
2: but, it, but it's also a risk, you know. You have to produce the case, the the the, the disc, the manuals, everything. It costs money. Yes, but I bet X, you that you...
3: cost. Them a, bet you it cost them a dollar to make that shit. I don't know. So yeah, I bet it doesn't cost much. I mean, I guess they they're doing the advertising as well.
2: Then if they're publishing yeah. it, so that costs a lot of money at least, um,
0: if they do it properly. That, um, that does cost a lot of money, actually.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, not if not if what's going on is they're just taking the commercials from other countries and bringing them over.
2: No, but they—it's you know. not the production of the commercial that's that costs a lot of money. It's that it's the airtime of TV commercials. So,
3: do we do we do we forget that Sony owns TV channels, radio stations? All they own a ton of. Their, they have plenty of ways of getting news out.
0: Maybe that's the why they're out. doing the publishing, then.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Do, do they own out. any channels in Europe? Uh, I'm not sure, but. I'm sure they have deals with them. They're one of the six big media companies in the world, so I'm yeah. sure they have. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of ways that they trade and you know their products, and they sell their pro, you know, advertise their products on each other's stations for I, de- you know. Actually, all that, that reminds stuff.
2: me. That reminds me. I actually saw a um, uh, ad for Call of Duty: World at War in in a DVD, in a Norwegian DVD, actually. So okay. they're st- they're starting to. I don't. know. Is this common over there? They, them. Uh, Advertising games uh, in you know movie
0: theaters on or on DVDs or something. I've started seeing it. I went and saw, I can't remember what movie I was at, but they had a preview for a video game, and I thought that was kind of odd. It wasn't like the full movie screen film preview, but it was just like this screen that popped up before all the movie previews. Strange. So yeah. I guess that they're just also- branching out
3: also i've seen uh like for when i rented the blu-ray version of wanted there was a behind the scenes thing for the wanted video game same thing with the matrix there was like stuff about matrix video yeah. games on there so they've I mean, done I've that for a while but, but this
2: they've done that for a while but this was a full fledged movie trailer in the or a game trailer in the same sense that they're in in mixed in with the movie trailers you know with the trailers for uh, uh, I think Batman was there, The Dark Knight, and and because this is an old movie, and and you know, uh, all kinds of movies. So this was just in the middle of those, and it was a pretty hefty
3: uh, trailer. I think it was uh, over a minute So, hmm. yeah, yeah. I was surprised the first time I saw a video game commercial during the Super Bowl. That <laughs> blew my mind. I remember thinking that. So,
0: shoot, I remember yeah. the first time I ever saw a TV commercial for a video game and. I thought that was amazing. Wow. I was like, video games are really coming around now. It was for uh, it was, it was for one of the Unreal tournament games. It was 2K. Wow. Cool. 2K3. <laughs> uh, the, the memories. Um.
2: Oh yeah. And uh. And um. Moving on. Uh. Grand Grand Turismo 5, which I talked about earlier. Um. Is actually going to release in Q4 of 2009. Apparently. Um. This came out sort of oddly. The news came. It. it First, it was leaked through a pamphlet they handed on uh, handed out on on Gamescom, uh, saying Q4 2009 in German, um, and then later Sony confirmed it. So, so uh, but uh, this was actually slated for a 2010 release. So, it's kind of weird that they chose this way of of doing it, but uh, needless to say, I'm pretty happy about the decision.
0: Cool. I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was never did the racing simulator, so. Uh... But I'm excited for you. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reach uh,
2: may not be Bungie's uh, last Halo game after all. Um, Bungie has previ- had previously said uh, earlier, uh, I think last month, uh, that uh, Reach would probably be the the last Halo game by Bungie, but uh, Microsoft might continue the series. Uh, now they've stated or corrected themselves in saying that they really don't know what's going to be the next project, and and they were, they're not prepared to say that that they're never going to do another another Halo game. Um, personally, I'm kind of saddened by this news because I really want Bungie to, to to sort of I think they're a good developer. I just mm. uh, I never really had that much love for the Halo games, but I want them to
0: see see them do something else, you know. So yeah. mm. I was never a big Halo fan either.
3: Um I mean you I know what I it thought reminds it was... me. Oh, go cool. ahead. Sorry. Sorry Nate. That's okay. Go ahead go for it. Oh no talk about it. I wanna hear I wanna hear why you weren't a big Halo fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I just I I played uh shooters on my PC for a long time before I even touched a console and the only Halo game I really played at length was Halo 3 and even then I just I thought it was kind of as far as shooters go it was average at best I did I just assumed that the only reason that Halo is so loved is because it was like the first shooter on a console
3: because
0: mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't get why people liked it so much
3: yeah no, I think it was just that it was Microsoft's game, you know what I mean? It was their big title on their first, on their console, exactly that, you know. Um, you know what it reminds me of, though? It kind of reminds me of, like, the Rolling Stones having their farewell tour over and over, <laughs> and, over and over again. Or, like, or like, or like or like DMX or Jay-Z being like, oh, yeah, we're retiring from rap. This is our last album. And then, like, they just keep making more albums. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's kind of what it all... reminds
3: me of. Like, saying so,
0: <laughs> it's all about the money.
3: Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. I'm sure
0: they're just having some huge numbers thrown at them or something, so.
2: Yeah. And so. while we're on the topic of music, well, at least sort of uh Hans Zimmer, the famous uh big time Hollywood um uh, uh composer um is actually going to score the the Modern Warfare 2 game um so he's going to uh to add his musical talent and flair to the game which is sure to bring a sort of epic feel because that's mostly what it does um I'm a big fan of his work actually I think it's um it's really sort of um it really fits into the game uh, or any game at least in my opinion it it's the sort of epic uh, f- uh, you know gets you excited kind of music and uh, and I'm yeah. looking forward to it
3: for those who don't know it he's done the music for uh, Gladiator, Pirates of the Caribbean, As Good As It Gets, uh yeah. The Simpsons movie, the game. <laughs> I'm also <laughs> reading here. <so. laughs>
2: he did uh The Last Samurai and you know, a tons of stuff. Um That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Um and uh speaking of Epic, um uh Diablo three monk class has been revealed. Um, and if you watch the videos that were released on it, it it really does look kind of epic. You're sort of this uh, uh, martial arts um, cane wielding, or not cane, but staff wielding, you know, uh, old bald guy, and and <laughs> it looks pretty cool. And you make people explode? Yep. Um. So yeah, that's 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 that. Um. Do you want to take this next
3: one? Kip. Uh, sure. Three sixty arcade price goes up to one hundred and sixty euros from one hundred and thirty euros. You know, I correction, mean, correction, that's, that's actually that's that's actually pounds, and it's only in the UK. I forgot to add. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no not fluent in your European symbols. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm
0: just a caveman. Um, I don't know all
3: your symbols. I, I mean, is there? somebody for sony secretly working for microsoft as like a mole because <laughs> i could not imagine a worse time to raise the price of your console than days before a playstation 3 price drop yeah
2: uh, i don't know uh they said it was apparently because of market uh, market uh, uh, conditions and and you know the the influx of the currency and everything Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Uh, developers or 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 publishers sell things at a loss all the time, especially hardware uh, publishers and uh, or or uh, platform holders. And I mean, I think maybe they're hurting a bit. I think maybe they're really feeling the uh, the pressure and and decided to jump the price, hoping that people wouldn't really
3: notice. Um, I think they will. I would think yeah. they would. Yeah. Maybe this is how they're dropping their price. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. getting, rid of, getting rid of cables and screwing the Brits. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Microsoft.
2: In a story I'm really interested, interested in, uh, Quantic Dream actually announced that they, they might end up doing uh, character prequels and sequels, as they call it, uh, for Heavy Rain uh, as DLC. Uh, it'll probably be be a paid DLC that you'll have to pay for but i mean if if you, if you can extend the story of certain characters uh in in a game that looks like it's really story and character heavy i think that's a pretty good idea uh it's not a certainty yet but uh they're they're discussing it with sony apparently
0: as long as they put real effort into it that would be really cool i think yeah. cuz that game looks that it looks pretty awesome if you like story driven games and if they can if they really put effort into it to make it, the story even longer i think a lot of people would like that and it'd be worth it but i'm afraid anytime i hear planned dlc i'm always thinking oh it's going to be some crap they're going to tack on at the end that they already had ready but it's just extra leftover junk
3: i uh i don't know how i feel about it because honestly i i have no idea what heavy rain's going to be like like i just have no idea what that game how you play it what it's like so i have no idea how i feel about downloadable content on that title so
2: yeah they've done the a, they've done a pretty bad job of of sort of explaining themselves they have the videos and and everything but but they don't seem to be really saying this is the kind of game that this is it's it's more like i think that like, that's, that's kind of that's the on point. Purpose. yeah
3: I think that's on purpose. That they, I think if it's the kind of game that if you watch it, you're going to think it's a bunch of quick-time events. And so they don't want people to watch it. They want people to play it and then have that experience and really become attached to it emotionally rather than just, like, attract people by – you know what I mean? They want to attract people with the visuals. Because mm. it's kind of like when you just look at flower – like when you watch Flower and you see that game, you're just kind of like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know. But once you play it, then you're like, oh, I understand now. You know. Yep. So.
2: Good points. Um. Yeah. So I, I'm actually hopeful for this. I I think it could be good. I've played the the previous game, uh, Inigo Prophecy, or uh, what's it called for you guys? Fair? No. Well, whatever. Inigo Prophecy. Uh, and uh, it has a different name in America. But um. It's uh I mean uh, I am guessing it'll be kind of like that at least. So uh and for that game I would really like this kind of thing, so I'm just hoping for the best here. Yeah. Um but if you remember uh Ghostbusters, uh the PS3 version of that was actually kind of lame. Uh it <laughs> it looks kind of terrible um the graphics were really really gimped compared to the 360 and pc versions of the game uh it turns mm. out right now that uh, terminal terminal reality is actually patching in pixels to the game to make it look better uh i think that's a first for uh, for any games uh, to 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 patch the visuals of the game um yeah i'm going to say yay
3: but probably too little too late nah yeah. yeah i don't know i thought i mean I didn't. I didn't notice a difference. Like, you know, I, I played it on my HDTV, and I thought it looked really good. So, hmm. I, I wasn't like, "This looks shitty." You know, so. I didn't.
0: I haven't played any of the versions, so I can't really comment on it. But that seems kind of weird that they're just packs, patching some visual stuff. Mm. But then yeah. again, a lot of games add visual updates. They just don't solely add the visual updates normally.
2: Yeah, I, I think the thing with with this was that it wasn't really HD properly. It was uh, apparently it was uh, the pixel count was somewhere around the 600 mark, uh, mm. and you know that's not really excusable uh, on the PS3 or yeah. 360 for that matter. Um, so, so
3: is it gonna is it gonna look better it, it, now? Essentially, should the PS3 version look the best or no? It's just gonna be the same. I think it, it, you'll notice in it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> no, also I mean I mean the same uh, compared to the 360 because it looked worse before. Yeah. So, worse. Yeah, I'm saying like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna release a patch, um, how long after the game comes out? Shouldn't it be even more polished? You know, then ugh,
1: it just seems well, stupid. You know. The, I mean? the thing is that they're like just now, adding now your
3: in game's up to par.
2: Like I, I think they're just adding in pixels. So so I mean yeah. you'll see more detail
3: that was already there. You know. Yeah. So. But I mean, I just think it'd be a little bit more, more polished because they've had even more time. You know, it just—it's a stupid concept to me all around. I guess. It just yeah. Seems really dumb to me. I can't
2: imagine <laughs> that ge- that game sold really well. I mean, yes, it's Ghostbusters, but the people that that buy games on in- impulses these days never watched Gold- Ghostbusters. They're too young yeah. to for that. So for that, but whatever. Um. Okay so a while ago, um it was announced that StarCraft and Diablo 3 wouldn't feature lan um uh, features um uh mm-hmm. which About yeah that. which which kind of pissed off a lot of people Um 'cause because you know traditionally uh, at least Diablo 3 I know was played a lot in lans uh, um at least a pair so it's it was a weird decision, but it was um, it was grounded in the fact that they didn't they didn't want the game pirated, so that so that you know removing that sort of removed the 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 ability for people to have the full experience without actually buying the game. So now you have to buy the game. But they recently announced that uh, StarCraft 2 and and Diablo 3 would feature what they call semi semi LAN, um, which means that you'll still have to buy the game and hook it up to the internet uh, to play, but you will only have to. Uh, it only authenticates it once and, and then after that you can basically do whatever you want um, making you able to, to play LAN, though you'll have to have the the uh, the, uh, the internet on at all times. So yeah. it's it's weird, it's uh, I guess it's a good enough kind of thing. Better um, than nothing. But yeah, it's better than nothing, but I would really like to be able to, to have people over and, and play the game. Um, and not have to, you know, buy a new Switch so that I could so that I could give them internet or whatever. So, All right, yeah. But whatever. Um, I guess this is is good enough, or as you say, better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, moving on to some more uplifting and exciting news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually featured uh, or or um, we're displaying right now a countdown on the site. Uh, That's at six days and how many hours right now? Uh, Six days and... um, Four Four
3: hours, 17 minutes, and 48 seconds.
2: Yay! Um, Right now, we're not ready to tell you what that countdown is for, uh, but let it be known it has something to do with Elder Geek. It's big, and and it's happening September the 4th.
3: Um, Is it the biggest thing that ever happened at Elder Geek? I would say so. Yeah, I would say
0: so, yeah. Um, <laughs> in its whole lifetime yeah yep so
2: so stay tuned uh on September 4th you can uh, you can probably i mean if you don't notice the change then uh, yeah there's something seriously wrong with you uh yeah. it, it's pretty big um but that's what we're going to say um it could be a feature uh some sort of interview it could be whatever you know but it's big um uh-huh. So um so I think we're done with the news. What do you think guys?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, finally. This was a long list. Um so let's move on to the question of the week, uh which is 2D versus 3D gaming. Um So with a lot of um new 2D games being released, uh in particular Shadow Complex, which I played this week and will review um shortly. Um there seems to be a, a rising popularity of two D games. And what I sort of want to ask is 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 does that mean that perhaps uh, 2D could do the same things as 3D C- could 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 it sort of um, be equal now? Could we sort of stop distinguishing the two?
3: Huh.
0: Well, there's always going to be uh, a difference that you can distinguish, but I think it it's coming down to now the game's audience of. Do you want people to have to learn how to play or do you want it to be kind of intuitive in a way? Because the 2D side-scrolling games, there's something anyone can understand. It's like you move one direction and you move up and down type of thing. But you get into 3D games and you add just another layer of complexity. So I think it'll be really depending on the type of games people want to make and for what audience. Yeah, but there's always going to be a level of skill that you need to distinguish. I'm saying skill, but I'm not sure if that's the right word for it.
2: I guess you could also make the argument that the, that the whole value proposition that's currently in use. I mean, uh, so far we've only seen, uh, or I mean, uh, traditionally 2D type games have always been uh, lower priced or or a downloadable game, with the exception of the few of a few games like. For example, uh, Street Fighter IV, which uses a 2 2- D perspective at least. Um,
0: yeah. So,
2: so, so, I mean, with sh- with Shadow Complex, Complex, with our, which I spend uh, upwards of ten hours uh, completing uh, the first time, and it's a game that you can with huge replayability. So I mean, I'm already going back to it just to find all the stuff and collect all the things. Uh, oh. I guess what I'm thinking is. Um, that's a ridiculously cheap game for for its value in my opinion uh it, it should 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 it be acceptable once again for people to release 2D games like that at the full $60 price
0: i was actually going to ask you about that what is uh shadow complex selling for $20 uh 15 $15 12
2: hundred points
0: so and you said you get 10 hours you you at got least. about 10 hours out of it yeah, at least the first time around. That honestly there's a lot of games that like full three D games that have even shorter time than that that are selling for the full game price. So considering how good that looked and if you really liked it, that's I would say that'd be worth a full price. Mm. I mean, what what's really distinguishing it that makes it cheaper other than they're making it cheaper if they want to? I think it's two
2: D. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I guess you could say it's it's the two D perspective. I think they actually used three D graphics in it, and I mean they oh, yeah. use the Unreal Engine. So so, uh, it's. I mean, it's a high production value game. It looks phenomenal, and it's uh, the the. I mean, yes, uh, certain part parts are lackluster, but so are other games, three D games. So, uh, from what I can tell, people are sort of, sort of inherently um. Assigning lesser value to 2D games, um, and I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Uh, I see their point, but at the same time, I see the uh, the opportunity for games to to uh, to start doing this again, to start experimenting with the 2D 2D uh, perspective.
0: Hmm. Well, I was gonna argue a little bit about the lesser value just because it doesn't necessarily work what I was thinking of, because I was thinking of all the fighting games that have come out recently, because it's also been kind of a fighting game rejuvenation this last year with Street Fighter 4 and Blaze Blue and King of Fighters and there's does Tekken come out this year? Uh, yeah. yeah, but that's 3D. Oh, is Soul it? The, do ca- they, Soul
3: Caliber for PSP. Soul Calibur?
0: II. Yeah. And those all use the 2D perspective. I mean, they have 3D graphics, but they're all on a 2d plane where you're just going forwards and backwards but i guess fighting games i mean those are those are all full price games but those take those that's a separate type of genre where there's a lot more to it than just the 2d plane because mm. you got all the combos and the competition and the online
2: yeah i'm uh, um i guess this is sort of genre genre specific um uh, uh, people have always um, had a thing for 2D 2D fighting games. Uh, yeah. It's 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 a genre it's a genre that hasn't really evolved since it was created, basically. Not really, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, but as you look at, for example, Shadow Complex, which is an action action adventure game, uh, and then you look at something like Uncharted. Uh, they're both pretty similar games in gameplay, actually. You can climb. You can shoot. You can, you know, uh, they actually have the same voice actor, uh, which looks looks the same as, the, as Nathan Drake. So, I mean, the production values in this game is is pretty significant, uh, even though it's a 2D game. Yet it sells for 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 fifteen dollars. About um,
0: maybe maybe the difference uh, is in the type of production, because like with the Shadow Complex, for instance, you're gonna have some. I know the characters and a lot of the stuff in it are fully 3D and they move around and stuff, but you don't have to render a full 3D world. Like, if you have a building or something like that, you only have to see one or two sides of that building versus, like, a full 3D game where you have to render the entire building, top to bottom, the roof, Mm. windows, and all that stuff. So some of the price break might come in there.
3: Good point, Joe. Kip, I think that... uh, 2D games I mean the only way they're going to survive I think is off of like nostalgia for now but inevitably I think they're probably on the way out I, I the first thing I think you got to say is that real 2D games today really aren't 2D I mean they're just they're just made to look like they're 2D I mean they really are 3D like even like the pixel junk games they I mean they are 3D in the extent that I mean, you move on an X, Y, but it's, it's not like it's a traditional 2D title by any means. Okay. And then, uh, I guess, uh, I'm kind of conflicted about this one, I guess, about this question of the week. <laughs> it's uh, I, I couldn't see myself ever paying full price. Like, just saying they made Mega Man 10, you know, they made Mega Man 9. If they made Mega Man 10, and there was like 30 Master Bots, and they made a bunch of RPG elements and everything like that, you know to make the game a little bit more depth uh full of depth i can, i still could never see myself paying sixty dollars for that because I think inherently nowadays we pay for a certain level of production value that I don't know if two d games can necessarily uh can necessarily give us
2: yeah so, i'll I'll definitely say this two d games has has stumbled stumble to overcome when it comes to story and immersion and and atmosphere um I think uh, putting a player in the 3D perspective makes him uh, associate mu- much more with the game and its characters. Um, yeah. But at the same time, some of my found—I mean, this is nostalgia again—some of my fondest mem- foundest memories are from 2D games, uh, and that includes story. So. Um, yeah, well,
0: Kip has actually started. He put the question in my mind now. Because now I, to, I thought about it realistically. I'm like, would I pay 60 bucks for a 2D game? And honestly, I don't think I would. Yeah. I I want to say, yeah, I would if it was good enough, but I'm trying to think of any game that's like a 2D game that I would actually pay 60 bucks for and nothing comes to mind. Yeah. So that's, that is kind of rough. But I would argue that 2D games aren't going anywhere because there's always going to be the the cheap market for it per Mm, sec. They stay at a low price point because they are still incredibly fun games. I mean, even the old Nintendo games, though I'm not one to go rebuy some old game just to
3: make a profit, they're still fun to play. Um, let me, can I tell a quick story or whatever? I guess I was, um, I had a, I had a class called the Dictions. Uh, it was a graduate school class. And uh, in addictions, we were talking about gaming addiction one day, which is obviously my most favorite day that we <laughs> ever had in that class. And um, I started talking about how people people were saying, like, oh, how can you get addicted to clicking buttons? And I was like, well, you're, that's not what you get addicted to. I'm like, what you're getting addicted to is, like, the fantasy world, like with World of Warcraft or whatever. You're getting addicted to, you know, being in that world and being somebody else, and that's where the addiction comes in. And then one girl raised her hand, and she was like, well, I have a, I have a Super Nintendo, and I play Contra, and it's I don't feel like I'm actually a guy in that world. You know, I don't feel like I'm that guy shooting people. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, that, that really speaks to how I told her right then. I was like, well, gaming's changed a lot in the last 20 years and like this 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 kind of conversation that we're having kind of speaks to that that 2D games back in the old days it was literally like you were playing a game like you were playing monopoly like you're playing it was all about the strategy versus today like nowadays when i play god of war or one of these other very epic you know gears of war kind of games mm-hmm. i it's a total different it's a total different experience than it was playing punch out or contra or you know super mario world back then in the fact that you're playing at, to be immersed, to be part of that, to make yourself feel cool and awesome, you know? <laughs> like, But you didn't play Mario to make yourself feel cool, you know? <laughs> like, it's, very, so.
0: it's very good. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. It's very true. Those old games, just the way you said it, they are kind of like playing board games. It's like you're separate yeah. from the game. You're moving the pieces, but you're not yeah. involved in it, per se. It's fun to play, Yeah, but it
3: doesn't bring you in. Very good point, yeah. Well, um, so well, that's I, what I pay sixty dollars for nowadays. That's my point, I guess. I, I, that's why I think none of us can say that we'd pay sixty dollars for a two D game. So.
2: Yeah, I, I I mean, the more I think think about it, uh, and in the terms of the most recent game I played, Shadow Complex, uh, I don't know. I, I I really love the game. I could see myself play paying uh, sixty bucks for it. But I would have to be really hyped to do so. I would have to be really into uh, pay attention to the game. This game, I kid you not, I played it so that I could talk about it uh, because of this week's question of the week. I was totally Mm -hmm. surprised. I had heard good things about it, but I had the opinion that, uh, or the assumption that it was going to be a fine game for a downloadable game but right now i'm thinking it went beyond that i it, it i'm thinking it went into the the realm of the of the aaa ti- title the aaa oh. title um uh well, that, it, of course, it, it of course does have it does have its problems and, and and to be honest most of them are reminiscence uh problems of other games i think the story is lackluster in that game um um but that's not because of the 2D perspective that's because of it it was based on a book that's not very good uh um, <laughs> you know it's it's just um and and i mean um the voice acting is fine but the script is written by a comic book writer uh and you know yeah. uh, not to not to to be too negative on on comic books but they're not exactly known for their stellar dialogue so yeah, uh, it's it, it has some problems, but it, none of them have to do with 2D 2D perspective. It's all about yeah. game design uh, and not about the the graphics or the or the presentation uh, presentation. Um, but I mean we should we should move on from from Shadow Complex and and you know what other games do you think do you think qualify mm. as as this sort of 2D game that's gone beyond the simple downloadable game that's 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 sort of uh has the the the, the mark of quality that could com- be compared to full fledged uh, 60 bucks uh, retail games.
3: Mm. Well I can say both Pixel Junk games at least at least have difficulty level of full-fledged games, <laughs> but I wouldn't say. I mean, I don't. I don't think they've crossed any boundaries. I mean, they are just like little pick-up and play games still. So. Well,
0: there was there was one the. Uh, crap, the name has just completely slipped my mind. But the Sackboy game. Little Big, little Planet? Big Planet. Little yeah. Big Planet. Now yeah. that is a 2D That's... game. With three yep. D graphics, but I mean that they've done so much more than just have, you know, the two D side scrolling with all their extra tools, yeah. their community support. Mm.
3: That's it, a I actually forgot completely about that game. Um Yeah. That was an at, incredible point. That negates everything I said about not paying sixty dollars for for two D games i pay a I'd pay a hundred dollars for that game man yeah also that i mean essentially essentially logically that is the biggest game that's ever been made because there's yeah. over a million levels mm. so. well
0: that that game survives on its community' Cause yeah. if you think about if they only released a set of maps and or a set of levels that you ran through and that was it and you were done, people wouldn't pay sixty bucks for that. But because they included the whole tool set, the whole community support, that's a game you could play forever, potentially, if you never got sick of the Little Sack Boys.
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: And I also want to mention, to, to sort of further this, the discussion here, uh, I remember seeing comments and, and uh, you know, forum posts about how come so many people look forward to this game before it came out? It's not even 3D. And, and you know, comments like that from, from users and, and and people on the Internet... Um, so uh, I do think there's there's some sort of um, decreased. Uh, uh, I mean, 2D games th- uh, don't carry the glory they once did, and and that's pretty obvious, I think, to many people because of the rise of 3D 3D games. But I, I think we should be careful to to sort of um, exclude them from from the uh, from the ball game.
0: Oh, absolutely. I guess it all depends on what level those two D games are taken to.
3: Mm. Yeah.
0: 'Cause um I'm not I'm not even sure how to qualify that exactly, but if it's your standard game that just well god, that's hard to say. There's some, <laughs> yeah. I want I was gonna go on and say like once you play through the levels you're done and that's it and you there's nothing to go back to but then there's full 3D games that you play through the levels in like 10 hours or less and you're done and there's still 60 bucks. Mm. So I don't know if it's all perception or what it is exactly.
2: I think it is actually.
3: Yeah. And no, I think it goes back to my point though that there there's a level of immersion, immersion that you don't get from 2D games, you know? Yeah. When I go through when I go through God of War, which is a game that you only really need one playthrough to get everything out of it, I mean, unless you're super hardcore, and it's like, you know, that's it. That's the reason you play that game, though, is for that epic feeling, and that's what sets it aside from a 2D game. So,
0: mm. it's true.
3: That's that's what that's why I can play that game for ten hours, and you know, and that's why I can play that game for ten hours. It's kind of like going to the movie theater versus renting a movie. You know, what do you pay? Why do you pay the seven seven ex- dollars? Because you're getting that experience. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good three analogy. Later. Yeah. So, but anyway. Yeah. So. I mean, um,
2: another thing that this has brought up is is the whole um whole 2.5D or or you know 2D elements in 3D games or the other way around. Um, um. So I'm I'm sort of wondering um. If you perhaps see more potential in that format uh you have the the new Metroid game that's coming from team ninja for example that's rumored to be using that
3: that uh, yeah. style so um i just i just thought a super uh super paper mario as well that's hmm. another one full full two d game two point five d that is sixty bucks you know so
0: yeah was that sixty bucks
3: uh, no originally, actually when it came out i imagine it was uh Wii games aren't they fifty bucks Oh whatever. It was, thought, was, was that a Wii game? I thought that was a GameCube. You game. know, it was a Wii game. You're right. Yeah. Never mind. I thought. It, I don't Dude, know why it was popping in my
0: head. I thought it was DS. No. I think it's. Well,
3: there's yeah. I think the first
2: one was on GameCube, but the second one, or, or the newest one at least, uh, wasn't. Well, the,
3: the one that did the 2.5D, where it would flip, it would flip behind Mario, and he'd be flat, mm. and he'd run along like flat. Like you remember that? It would yeah, you'd mm-hmm. hit the button, and then you, all of a it would, and then you could go around stuff I meant by 2.5D or whatever. Mm. So, anyway, well, yeah, I, 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 I do
0: think there's a higher value to at least perceived value in 3D graphics. Even though, oddly enough, 2D graphics if, if they're sprites and have to be drawn all the time will take much more time and possibly much more energy to create all the different artwork for it than to create one 3D model and then pose them in the different actions they're going to be doing.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like... Um, it's very much like, um, you know, uh, um, animated series on TV. Uh, the way they, they used to do it, where they would uh, actually draw each frame by hand.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: which took a tremendous mon- amount of time, money, and effort. Um, more so than, than, uh, than standard films and TV shows. So so there's a certain All amount right. of i got
3: to get really dork. i got i got to get really dorky on you guys for a second okay yeah All right. are you ready for this okay right. here it comes dragon ball z <laughs> so <laughs> starting with that okay at some point the video games started looking a lot better than the cartoons i don't know if you guys noticed that like nope. the dragon ball z uh, budokai games like budokai 3 that game for bs for 2 it looks better than the cartoon does. Because it, <laughs> it's basically the exact same thing except 3D. Like, they made the cartoon 3D. And I started thinking in my head, like, whether or not that was a good thing, or if they should have made it 2D and made it look literally exactly like the cartoon, like you were moving the cartoon. And I, I I don't know. I think that would be really cool. I think that's a way that maybe you could, if you took things that were already animated, like... Movies that are like animated movies and stuff And made them into games and made them look exactly Like the movie I think that's mm. a cool way that you could use 2- 2D So Yeah I, I guess This brings in the
2: The uh, the cell shading argument That you yeah. can actually make 3D games look 2D By using very uh, Intuitive or dynamic uh, cell, cell shading So once yep. when you span the camera Around the character the draw lines will actually follow the camera, making the character always look 2D.
3: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I I I, lo- I love that. I think that looks really, really. I think that's really cool. So,
0: I do think it's cool in games. There's a yeah. a lot of that whole uh, Naruto, to get all <laughs> pronunciation on it. A lot of a lot of those games look really good and a lot like the um the animated series there was one for the p s three that I really wish I could have tried, but they used the combination of the cell shading and hand drawn artwork it looked like mapped to the three d objects. It looked really good. I like the whole kind of animated drawn look that they're coming out with, yeah but i'm I'm Me not sure too. how that translates to. 2D versus 3D, and why everything costs what it does. I'm not even yeah. sure. What, can...
3: what was that? What was that game, Nate, that you uh, that you were into? That it's made by Humble Heart.
0: Oh, uh, Dust. Uh, Elysian Tales. I can find Yeah, Elysian weapon.
3: Tales. Oh my God! Everyone who's listening to this podcast, go look up Elysian Tales because it looks phenomenal. Yeah. It's, so, <laughs> don't be afraid by the opening screen on
2: the in the video. Yeah. Keep watching, because it gets amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a question. Now, would, that's an XBLA game. But what makes a downloadable game cheaper versus a full-on $60 game? Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. now, since we've been talking about it, I keep questioning it in my mind, because I do automatically almost always think that if it's some small 2d game that it's not going to be a $60 game or at least I won't spend 60 bucks on it so I'm trying to figure out in my mind why is it that I have this opinion even without realizing it I uh. think
2: it's because we still we like the brick and mortar stuff we like um we like having the the our thing uh, something we own well at least theoretically uh in our hands um we like we like displaying it in the shelf. We like all that stuff, um, and and we demand it to be cheaper because you know we think that producing the the, the disc, producing the cover, the manual, and all that stuff uh, takes a lot of money, and and so they need to price it more. Obviously, that's not the entire truth, but um, yeah, I do think that there's room for games to be uh, more expensive on downloadable servers uh, services. Uh, I mean, Steam is a good example of this. They they do not full-price games, but I think there's like a $5 difference um, on, on new games coming out uh, at the same time uh, in retail they, and in
0: Steam. They usually only do that if you pre-order it, because once the release date is out, I bought a couple games for $5 cheaper. They have pre-order specials, mm. but once it, the game's actually released, it goes back to full price.
2: Okay, so you gotta figure they make a lot of money on that then. Um,
0: but I've been buying most of my games lately from Steam. It seems like.
2: Hmm. So would you do the same thing um, uh, with uh, with PS uh, PS3 or Xbox then? Would you use the games on demand service instead of going to the store and buying the game?
0: I guess it depends on how long it takes to download and how easy it is to use. I I've. Just downloading demos when I had Xbox seemed to take forever compared to Steam has it set up pretty good where I'm downloading you know like a 12 gig game in less than an hour. Okay, cool. So so, so, it's, it's,
2: so it's more about that, and if if it
0: yeah.
2: if it it's less hassle and and,
0: uh, and takes less. It's time. really about convenience. That's the only yeah. reason I've I've been doing Steam is because once it's downloaded, it takes very little time to set up and. I can just delete it anytime to get free up some hard drive space and I can re-download it at any time as long as Steam doesn't disappear on me.
2: Okay, so with the same um, let's say um a 20 gig game uh, gets released on Steam and and uh, and in retail, but it gets released in retail and on Steam for 30 bucks and it's a 2D game with a lot of praise, would you then do the same, even though it would take a lot of time to download?
0: Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, for me, it's all about the time. If, if it takes less time for me to go to the store, pick up a disc, and come home than it does to download, I'd probably just go to the store.
2: Okay. So the, so, so, there's no value in the in the physical copy, then?
0: For me, no. The only thing I like about the physical copy is having a manual. With the game. There has been times where I wish I had a paper manual. Sometimes I just go online and print one out because they have them on the websites all the time. Hmm. But that's the only thing I really miss from the physical copies. I, I actually don't care much about the discs. I have a shelf full of old discs that I'll probably never even use again.
2: See, I'm I'm the complete opposite of that. I really like showing off my games and having in, them in the shelf all nicely lined up. And and you
3: know,
2: <laughs> I don't sort them alph- alphabetically because I'm not a girl. I sort them by quality, so the best games are up top. Uh, and, you know, the the worst games are are down where no one can see them.
0: Because so, you're not a uh. girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because only girls sort things alphabetically.
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me t- let me tell you Mott's why you're doomed. This is oh, what's going to eventually I, I, happen. I, I I do know that. This is well, but this is what's going to happen. And you're going to have you're going to get stuck with this really hard choice that a lot of music people who like music are stuck with. Right now, I know a ton of people who still like buying CDs because they like having the CD. But the problem is is nowadays on iTunes, uh, a lot of times you'll get an extra song or two if you buy the album on iTunes. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen with video games as well, that uh, it's like, oh, if you download the game, you get this exclusive content versus if you go to the store and buy it. And that's how they're inevitably going to get you, and because the, they want to do that because it saves them money, you know, if they don't have to print the game as many times, hmm. you know? See, so. the thing is, right now, though, that,
2: that you know, um, game stores... Um, usually sell the, the, the consoles uh, at about the same tr- uh, price as the, as, the, um, as the price they get, get them for. I mean, they make $10, $15 max, you know. It's not really that yeah. big of a margin. So, so they have this sort of chokehold on, on the platform holders to say, you're going to release games for us uh, so that we can make money on the games, or else we're going to stop selling your consoles. So I think you need to get rid yeah. of that problem first before we'll see that start really
3: catching on. Um, that problem, I don't foresee that being a very big problem because Walmart is always going to carry them because they don't care, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then GameStop's going to say, well, if Walmart does it, we have to do it, so all it takes is Walmart to do it and it's all over. Mm. So
1: yeah. Walmart just wants guess-
3: people in their store. They don't care if they make money off something as long as people are in their store buying other crap. Yeah, you know, so.
0: Well, we're good getting point. a little off topic, aside from the fact that <laughs> most 2D games are just downloadables. They're yeah. all the XBLA stuff. Yeah. Well, and honestly, maybe we're arguing on the wrong side of things. I mean, it's nice that they're cheap. It's good that they're cheap. They're fun games to play, and it's nice that you can get them for $15, 10 $5 or whatever you're getting. Maybe yeah. I- we should Arguing for the other side and say, how about all these other games get a little cheaper?
2: Oh, I definitely think, yeah. Yeah, think we sort of are. We sort of uh, we sort of are. But but uh, what I'm com- where I'm coming from uh, on this is, I'm worried that that uh, the production values in these games uh, will keep uh, increasing to just to keep people interested in the game. Uh, I don't really think the gameplay will be enough. To keep people interested, I think it has to have that bionic commando look, that HD big, uh, you know, and cool production values, um, mm-hmm. and and it's going to cost money. And if they have to keep lowering lowering the price of these games, eventually they're going to have to stop doing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sort of uh, uh, not saying that that this is going to change. And not even hoping that, because I, I don't think they have a chance. But I'm yeah. I'm questioning the, the reasoning behind assigning uh, a lower value to 2D games, uh, inherently. Not based on quality, just based on 2D. Oh.
0: Um, I, honestly, it's hard to say without being in... We should find some 2D versus 3D game developers, or someone who's done both, and do an hmm. interview with them. And find out why are 2D games cheaper? Maybe it takes less staff, less programmers, less artists, or something like that to produce a 2D game versus a full-on 3D game. Well,
2: yes, I think they I think they are cheaper to make. But my point was more that um, regardless, um, that shouldn't really matter if you're the end user, because all you care about is the experience. And so if if even though they're cheaper. Uh, we're talking a huge difference between uh, fifteen and sixty bucks here i don 't think they 're that much cheaper, especially when you have the production values of a, of a, a company of or of a bionic commando or or um, a shadow complex but anyway, um, I think we 're about done was I, looking think, at... I think we've uh, beaten, beaten this topic to death um,
0: yeah yeah
2: so um, so i think yeah, I think that 's it for this uh, this week. Um, I'd like to remind everyone to go to YouTube and subscribe to our videos, um, and uh, sign up for the forums and, and join those. Keep a lookout for the uh, for the countdown and and, and uh, come on come on the site September 4th to see what happens. And uh, and yeah, follow us on Facebook or join the group. I mean, and and follow people on Twitter and stuff. Um, and
3: that's about it. Goodbye, guys. All right. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, let's talk to you later, guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Going for that viking kill Keep the ladies up all night talking about Silent Hill Then we got Patrick, he's the next part of the song They'll own you so bad you feel historically wrong (laughs) Gavin ain't a buster, his money never gets spent He'll return his laptop and then he'll pay his rent Then we got Dan, and he must confess He ain't no Nintendo fanboy, but he's got 3DS Coming up next is Elliot, and he's got a lot to say Make some videos and play Shin and Tensei Robin ain't no commie, he'll get the ladies to bed the only socialist thing about him is he loves Pokemon, love Pokemon Red, Red. The latest member of the crew, showing up a little late. This guy ain't a Dog, he's a dog named hey, hey, Yo, hey, it's hey. Elder Geek, and you're listening to Elder Speak, the podcast for the lead. So take a listen and have a seat.